Explode your to-be-read pile with The New Release Index, your new best friend for finding the best new books. Curated by the book nerds here at Book Riot, it will help you keep track of the upcoming books we think should be on your radar. You can filter by genre, what's trending among other subscribers, and save books to your own watch list. And you can check out the demo at bookriot.com slash new releases. That's bookriot.com slash new releases. Happy browsing! You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm Tears of Price, coming to you from Book Riot. This is episode 317.5, and this week I'm going to be diving into the stacks to talk about two great thrillers that are perfect summer reads. But first, let's hear from our sponsor. Explode your to-be-read pile with The New Release Index, your new best friend for finding the best new books. Curated by the book nerds here at Book Riot, it will help you keep track of the upcoming books we think should be on your radar. You can filter by genre, what's trending among other subscribers, and save books to your own watch list. And you can check out the demo at bookriot.com slash new releases. That's bookriot.com slash new releases. Happy browsing. All right. So if you're in the U.S., we have a holiday weekend here. It's the 4th of July, which is a holiday I have complicated feelings around, mainly because I don't particularly feel patriotic these days. However, it's a great excuse to get together with family, grill some meat on a fire, read books in the bathtub while trying to keep the poor dog calm as fireworks explode over your house. You know, fun stuff like that. It's also the perfect excuse to talk about one of my favorite mysteries ever, which is set over the course of a single night on 4th of July and has absolutely nothing to do with Independence Day. That's right. I'm recommending White Rabbit by Caleb Rorig. White Rabbit opens with Rufus, our protagonist, who is out at a 4th of July party. It's late evening. The night's still young. He gets this really weird phone call from his half-sister, April, at the very same time that he sees his ex-boyfriend, Sebastian, show up to the party. And Sebastian really wants to talk to him. So he takes his call, mostly to avoid Sebastian, and he finds his sister, April, is just completely distraught. Because she's just woken up next to her boyfriend's body, completely covered in his blood. She has no memory of what happened, but she's pretty sure she didn't kill him. She needs Rufus to come pick her up and help her figure out this mess. Because she's she's innocent, of course. You know, it's just totally normal for people to wake up covered in blood next to the bodies of, you know, people that they love. So Rufus is like, what the heck? He goes, but unfortunately for him, his ex-boyfriend Sebastian also goes. Um, Sebastian gives Rufus a ride. They kind of walk into this horrific scene. And while Rufus isn't quite sure that he believes that April is 100% innocent here, he also knows that he has to help her because April has the power to make his life very miserable. And also, you know, it does seem kind of like a sketchy scene and some weird stuff appears to be happening. So... He agrees to do what he can, try to figure out what really happened, which of course leads him and Sebastian on this wild ride of a night as they navigate their town. They're searching for clues, looking for answers. They're dodging danger. They're uncovering a big conspiracy. And they're also reckoning with like why their relationship ended suddenly and all of these lingering feelings that they have for one another. 
So I really like this book because it's nonstop action, has a great mystery, but it also has this really compelling romantic relationship at the center of it. And you learn that Sebastian and Rufus were together, but they broke up before the novel starts. The reason why is kind of you know, part of the fun of reading, so I won't say why. But Rufus is very much not over it. He's very hurt by what happened. And that adds a lot of pressure as they have to work through their issues to solve a crime and avoid getting killed or implicated in said crime, which is quite a trip. I also really like this book because one of the antagonists is just like really horrible and like a exciting, but like, oh, he's just so bad, like you love to hate him kind of way. Um, so one of those antagonists is Rufus and April's dad. So there's some history between Rufus and April. And that is that Rufus is the result of an affair. And April is his dad's child um, with his dad's wife. So because of Rufus's existence, his dad has made it a point to make Rufus and his mom's life a living hell basically any way he can. Which creates some interesting tension between half-brother and half-sister, and also really raises the stakes for helping April figure out what really happened to her boyfriend. So, all in all, this is a really excellent book. I recommend reading it every year on the 4th of July, just because it it totally stuck with me, and in fact, just talking about it now makes me want to pick it up again. So if you want a more psychological thriller, then I recommend picking up The Best Lies by Sarah Liu, which is this really fast-paced dual timeline story of Remy Sai, who has just experienced a violent act. I read this book in like two sittings, maybe. It was really quick read. So Remy's boyfriend, Jack, has just been murdered, and her best friend, Elise, is the one who pulled the trigger. And it seems like it should be a fairly straightforward case. Um, you know, we know the players, we know who pulled the trigger, we know who's dead, we know all of their relationships at the very beginning. Or do we? So in the immediate aftermath, Remy is just like completely stunned and in shock. She can't quite piece together all of the details about what happened. And of course, to make matters worse, the police want to question her. And, you know, they want to get down to the bottom of what really happened. And Remy's parents are overbearing and they are not very happy people and they do not have a very good relationship with Remy. But they are absolutely furious that she is anywhere near the situation. So they've just hired a lawyer who's just telling Remy, tell the truth, tell the truth. But for Remy, the truth is complicated because of all of the lies in her life. And she's not even sure, you know, how to begin to tell the truth. So this book weaves back and forth between like that first day after Jack is murdered and where Remy's being questioned and she's got all this fear and anxiety about like what's going to happen to her and and where was her perception of the crime correct. And then it also kind of goes back and forth in this year before the crime when Remy first became friends with Elise and met Jack. And so we learn that while Remy and Elise might have had an instant connection um, and they have bonded over the fact that they both have not great parents, I mean, content warning for abusive parents here, their methods of coping with their home lives are very different. So Remy is a bit more naturally quiet. She kind of tends to look towards romantic relationships to check out from her home life. But Elise really deals by like, pulling off elaborate pranks that seem kind of funny or harmless at first, but then start to verge on cruel. 
So as their friendship deepens, it also threatens to unravel the closer they get to the moment of Jack's death, especially when Jack comes in on the scene. So this is definitely a really great book if you like that sort of psychological, like, do we really know what happened? Or are there still secrets that have yet to be revealed? Yes, there are always more secrets. The narrator is somewhat unreliable in that you can... You know, you can understand why the girls became fast friends and why they came to rely on each other so much and so quickly. But there's just this like sort of weird off-putting feeling about their friendship throughout the entire book. Like something is not quite right here. And so the reader knows that, but we don't quite understand to what extent. So the events, you know, surrounding Jack's death remain a bit of a mystery until the very end, but definitely pick this up if you're interested in reading about characters who are learning to navigate their way through toxic relationships, because I thought that that was done pretty well. And, you know, sometimes I think that is what's missing in a lot of psychological thrillers where you have characters who are in these like really toxic or bad situations. And it almost becomes, you know, a plot thing and rather than just like looking at the characters and how they deal with this. So I think because the fact that this is a YA novel, it kind of gets into that like, look, this is how Remy deals with it, but this is also how Remy's going to get through this situation. But it also has, you know, this murderous edge to it. So I highly recommend The Best Lies by Sarah Lou. So that is it for me, book nerds. I hope you stay safe this weekend and that you are well stocked with books. Thanks so much to our sponsor. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com forward slash all the books. And if you enjoy this podcast, show us some love by leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know if you picked up a book we recommended. We always love to hear about that. And thank you as always to our sound editor, Jen Zink. Finally, if you want to connect with me or see pictures of my books and cats, you can always follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Tears of Price. That's T-I-R-Z-A-H-P-R-I-C-E. And I will be back next week on a regular episode of All the Books with Liberty and next month with more backlist recommendations. In the meantime, thanks for listening and have a great weekend. Bye.